Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guests on the show are Ray Blackwell and Kevin McNally, co-organisers of Clonakilty International Guitar Festival, which is going ahead virtually this year. We're already in the middle of the festival. It continues through until Sunday. You can catch a whole host of live streams, pre-recorded videos, loads and loads of music, talks and various other bits and pieces. You can watch it at clonguitarfest.com, on their Facebook page at Clon Guitar Fest, on Twitter and YouTube as well by going to Debarra's Folk Club. And so, yeah, there's lots of things that you can catch over the next few days, including a chat that I've done with Jinx Lennon. Um, that's going ahead at 5 p.m., on Saturday the 19th of September. That's a couple of hours ahead of a live stream that Jinx is doing for the festival as well. So I actually recorded that this morning. Really, really good chat with Jinx. And yeah, you can watch it actually on uh, that that stream for the Guitar Festival this Saturday. And eventually I'll put it up as a podcast as well on this feed that you get in all of the various places. I'm delighted to see that Clannacilty International Guitar Festival is going ahead this year in some capacity just because it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. I've seen so many great acts over the years including just last year getting to see the likes of Bouts and the Clack play absolutely jammed venues, seeing the likes of Sam Clegg playing the Butchers across the road from the bars and going back a couple of years as well, seeing the likes of Redneck Manifesto play a late night on a Saturday. Other kin were brilliant in the bars on a Saturday one year as well. And probably the best time I've ever seen Girl Band was when they played the bars for the Guitar Festival to a good few years ago now at this stage. But uh, it's always such a great week. The best thing about it is seeing new acts who you might never have heard of and just kind of wandering into this adoring crowd, this really silent crowd, because the crowd that goes to the guitar festival is like no other crowd that you'll find at any other festival. They're all really, really respectful. They're all looking to find something new to listen to. I remember getting off the bus uh, down from Cork and just going into the bars straight away. I think it was like 1 p.m. lunchtime on a Saturday and getting to see this band who I'd never heard before called All My Exes Live in Texas. And they're from Australia. Uh, they're just unbelievable. The crowd was so quiet. And these uh, four women with unbelievable harmonies just blew everybody away. Um, went to see them in the bars then I think the following year or two years later. And they're just one, one of the best finds that I've ever found at a festival. So I'm sure if you tune into all of the streams over the next few days, you're going to find something that you're really, really going to enjoy. Anyway, coming back to uh, this chat that I had with Kev and Ray, always happy to talk to them, but uh, I think that they were quite busy with everything that's going on. So it was only a relatively short chat but if you want more from the lads I talked to them back on episode 9 can you believe that of the podcast back in September 2016 we started off talking about straight out of Compton I haven't listened back to it I don't know how our takes on that film hold up now five years 
later but uh if you want more from the guys uh less pandemic related chat maybe you can go back and listen to that and hear about all of the great acts who played the festival uh that year but uh let's get into it this is uh myself chatting with ray and kev from clannacilty international guitar festival on the point of everything the clannacilty international guitar festival for 2020 is officially underway as we're speaking ray how did it come about uh this year it's a little bit different than usual yeah, it's a bit different than usual. Um, I suppose the way that we have the festival originally, certainly the way the trajectory that has been gone on, like a lot of the things that we were working on like two or three years in advance, certainly big names and, and different acts are, you know, making approaches to people and eventually sometimes it doesn't come to fruition until two or three years later, you know. So we had a, a really great festival ready to go uh, since Christmas, really, with loads of other uh, irons in the fire. And it was looking like it was going to be another amazing festival. But then obviously what happened, happened. So around March, I suppose, we were having kind of meetings and it wasn't looking good uh, with, our, with our team. And uh, we were trying to come up with alternatives and we hoped that we might be able to still maintain a, a kind of a, a live audience part of the festival. But uh, as, the, as the months went on um, and we, as we continued to kind of chop and change and, and uh, redirect how we were going to present the festival, it eventually got to a point there in late August where, where we just had to call it and, you know, throw away all our optimism and uh, just decide to, to, to go all in uh, on the online part of it. I suppose Kev might be able to talk better about this, but our, our festival, we've always, we've, we've tried to develop outside of the, the green field kind of uh, model of where, you know, you, you get a green field and you turn it into a town. We want to, we want to present our town as the stage. We want people to come to our town interact with the shops that are here all year round, uh, interact with the hotels that are here all year round, all the premises. And that's a huge part of our festival. And that's what's given it such a special identity as well. We decided that we just like, obviously we just had to, had to make a call of it. And uh, with the guidelines that were being issued for um, outdoor concerts and our indoor concerts for, for the majority, nearly 90% of our venues, we would have been looking at six people allowed indoors with social distancing and 15 people outdoors uh, you know so that was just un, untenable f- for the festival so that was the final straw and we, we, said, we said we'd go all in and um, uh, bet it all on the black uh, and put it all on, online. Very good. Kev do you, do you want to come in there and just tell me about like w- were you close to just cancelling it or were mm-hmm. you um, always about like not it's definitely going to go ahead. You've you'd already done some live streams in the bars, and Kev, you've done one or two yourself as well. Yeah. So w- was that instantly like, ah, there's no need to cancel. We can just take it online. Yeah, I don't think that we ever really considered the the idea of cancelling seriously because we were one of the festivals that that were far enough out from the original lockdown that we we thought we would be okay. And then so so we always knew that the the sort of backstop, if you like, was the online option. So we, we, were in the, we were in the kind of privileged position of having seen other festivals go online, like the Fiddle Fair and lots of other sort of multi-genre arts uh, festivals go online. And we saw that, okay, it's, it's not ideal, but it's, um, it's an option. So we knew that that would, be, that would be a backstop. But like Ray said, like right until the end of August, like literally weeks ago, we, we still thought we might be able to have that genuine interaction because it's we're not a self-contained festival the festival like spills and gets its tentacles into every little part of the town so interacting with the built environment of Glanagilty 
as well as the you know the, the humans who live there is such a huge huge part of the um the experience so we were trying to hold on to that as much as possible but in the end like it is a safety thing it's sort of irresponsible to let a lot of people loose in the town as it happens most of our, venue, our venues would you know remain closed until you know until the end of the festival anyway so you know it, it, it was the it was a long time coming it took us a long time to get there but we we you know we eventually ended up where where the, where we are now you know, like i said online is is very different but what we've done is we've we've tried to kind of curate if you like our, our sort of like program the festival in a with the similar ethos than we that we would had it been uh, live so we have filmed different parts of Clonakilty so the in some way we're not recreating but we're representing the experience of going around from Shanley's to Connemore's to Debarra's you know to Chockbyog so so there there is a bit of that sense of of exploring the space of Clonakilty is somewhat maintained and and tell me about the actual logistics of uh, getting the acts and the bands involved. Was it just a case of just sending an email? This is what we're doing this year. Are you in and out? And everyone, I, I presume everyone is pretty much like, of course I'm in. I'll let Ray talk more about the logistics of it. I, I know that from the artist's point of view, at the start of lockdown, when we, you know, were doing nothing and, and Ray was keeping the flag flying by doing Tabara's live streams, I certainly was delighted to to be doing, you know, a live stream or that, that even though it was mediated, that idea of a, of a connection with an audience. Um, so I, you know, if, if most other artists are similar to me, they would be delighted to do it. But um, it was a bit more complicated than that, I'm sure. Right. Nearly all, all the acts were, were up for doing it. Some, some weren't able to do it for very good reasons, but the majority um, all were, were agreed to do it and, uh, and we're maybe a bit reluctant at first, but certainly committed to it in the end. And uh, we've got some, some great stuff now that we're going to be sharing over the, the, the rest of the next week. And again, it's like anything. It's, it's, like, it's, it's great seeing to these artists in their own environment, I suppose, and, and where they're coming from. And it's just another, maybe another colour in the festival uh, this year. And it's, I suppose, again, it's just it's all, that, it's all that we have and all that we have at the moment. And it's also, again, it's, just, it, it, it's kind of just to highlight the resilience and uh, the creativity and the, um, I suppose, maybe the stubbornness as well of uh, the, the, certainly the artistic community around here and that are, that, and in general, like, you know. And also, like, as a festival, I felt that we, we certainly had an obligation to honour the booking that we had made to artists before, you know, before the lockdown. So I don't know, I, like, I don't know what the standard thing was, but that was, that was also another driving factor um, that we were kind of determined that whoever we had booked up to that point, we wouldn't cancel that booking, you know, we would, ma- we would make that work for them in whatever way that meant for them, you know. And just looking at the program, it's, it's a mix of uh, lots of different things. It's a lot of um, pre-records and it's a lot of live streams as well. Ray, just like since the bars has been closed for uh, over almost six months, at this stage, like, has it been nice seeing a couple of the acts already in the venue doing the pre-records and just seeing live music being made on the stage in the bars again? Yeah, uh, definitely. It's been, uh, it, it has been, has been great. And, you know, like, I suppose, emotional and all that, those, those kind of things, like, you know, and, um, and definitely it's been great having the music in here and, and having that kind of, that life kind of breathe through the place again. 
think it's been it's been rewarding for everyone involved, really. Like you know, um, and not even just here in the bars and in in the other pre-records that we did around town. Like just certainly the reaction from the artists, they were just so happy to be out and playing to somebody else other than their cat, you know. And, and Kev, what about Clan Kilty itself? How has that kind of weathered lockdown? Like, I mean, you mentioned all of these venues that are going to be part of it. Does it feel like Clan Kilty is doing okay? I mean, it's, I, I guess time will tell, really. Um, there's no doubt that it is a little bit quieter. I mean, having said that, there was still a lot of tourists around in the summer. But from my point of view, I mean, the way that I kind of interact with Clan Kilty, uh, uh, it has a huge amount to do with to do with music and of course there was nothing there was nothing going over the summer um anywhere so for me like um it it felt like the lights had gone out you know um but um but there are other parts of, of the town i'm sure that are, are um that are doing okay and that will that will kind of um that will bounce back quicker like like i said my my sort of my filter is through the through the arts and it's hard not to feel uh, that that there's been a, a huge kind of um, body blow, you know, to the to the community in the art community and in the, you know, the, 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 all those partner industries like lighting and sound and um, and management and promotion and all that kind of stuff. And Ray, just uh, coming back to some of the acts you're playing um, over over the course of the whole week, I guess Jinx Lennon is kind of the, the main name, the first name on uh, the poster. I think that he was one of the first names that you booked as well, am I right? Tell me about like where, I don't know, I presume your love of Jinx Lennon comes from. Oh yeah, like been a big Jinx fan for a long time. He's been coming down here for, 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 for many years. And uh, I suppose, yeah, I, I know Kev is a huge fan and uh, we just... In, he's an amazing songwriter. He's he's been working really hard on his guitar playing as well. But uh, with, uh, he's we always we always wanted Jinx to be uh, in the festival. He's a voice that needs to be heard now more than ever. You know, he he's a lot to say, and uh, and and you know, definitely, I think that it's something that you know people need to hear as well. And like, we're huge Jinx fans, so we're so delighted that he wanted to come down. And uh, we talked about it for a while over the years, and. Um, this is the year that <laughs> that um, that we, we we managed to to make it work. Alas, no, it's a live stream, so you know. Um, but uh, Jinx actually did uh, a live stream for the bars as well during the during the lockdown, and it was just fucking unbe- it was unbelievable to be honest with you. It was really it was amazing, and I suppose it was true. Like live streaming is something; it's not something that any of us really want to do. Like, um, and obviously we want the real thing, but certainly the, the during the lockdown, and I know Kev mentioned it as well. There, there were elements of connection and community and madness and you know during the gigs that made me lean a bit more into them like you know and uh, and enjoy them and appreciate them uh certainly more than i would have had done before and i know was, we didn't have much else but jinx was one of those moments we said fuck it this is actually pretty this is fucking unreal so that was all part of it has he never played the bars before loads loads of times oh, okay. he just hasn't done the guitar festival no no Ah, okay, okay. What What about some of the other acts, uh, Kev, who you've got uh, coming up over the course of the week? Like, I, I have my own personal favourites, like Maya Sophia. I'm delighted to see her on uh, the list. But what, what about you? Who are you looking forward to? Well, one of the acts from the start of the week, I'm really looking forward to seeing Humbird from the US. It was, again, one of those acts we booked really early in the process, and we were really excited about um, about having her over because I thought she was a perfect fit for the, for the festival. Um, 
so the good it's it's kind of it's nice that 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 thread kept going from the you know from from way back at christmas like that uh, it's finally coming um it's coming true i'm i'm looking forward to seeing a lot of the i mean i'm in a bit of a privileged position because i've seen some of the pre-records because it was there um, when they were being pre-recorded so there's a couple of um ones that are, are just fantastic um like me to hulahan um in 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 Shanley's or um the Clegg brothers was another really uh, that was a, a really fantastic pre-record to sit in on because there was just some kind of real great spark um there and that hopefully will be will be captured um the other thing uh which i think is going to be is going to it's it's going to blow a lot of people away is is a conversation between David Mitchell the author and Roy Harper um which we sat in on um and that um, extremely wide ranging. It's a new thing for us for the festival, a new format. You know, it's something that we we kind of thought of, like we've dallied with this kind of format, or, or sorry, we you know we've flirted with it, should we say? Uh, but um, we've never actually we, we've never actually done it. Um, and this is a great way to get to plunge into it because it was a really like wide ranging, explosive, sparky conversation between two really interesting people. Looking forward to hearing that. Um, Ray, I suppose that the festival has always been free or mostly free, uh, I think, and, and that's in keeping this year as well. You're continuing to pay all of the artists who are involved as well. Um, and all you're asking is for donations online, is it? Yeah, if people can afford to, um, we'd appreciate that. We have a, a PayPal link and all the money goes to uh, run the festival and ensuring it, it survives and we continue to do uh, what we do. A lot of our festival is free the festival trade is free and a lot of it are artists like but and the, the theory behind that is that by removing that 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 ticket that 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 um that money aspect of a ticket uh that people will spend money in the town that they'll engage with the town and also that um it also removes the the, the barrier or the fear that you might be paying for something that you what you're not going to like and um how we structure our festival and our festival trade has always been that you go and you see your new favorite band that you might never have heard of um, uh, usually by accident um, in the in the course of the day, and uh, so those are some of the reasons um, how our festival is structured the way the way it, uh, the way it is. But I think it's important to note as well that like you know the big reason we're we're still able to do that is that be, is because we we still held on to um, our arts council funding and our you know our county council funding. So that's uh, as people are enjoying it and enjoying it for free, they can they can reflect on that's you know they're some good use of their tax money uh, uh, at least you know um i mean i think there should be a lot more to support the, the arts and support the arts council but that's another discussion so we're, we were able to kind of take that risk if you like but in order in order to kind of keep the i suppose the financial viability of the festival we have also set up a paypal um link so, so that if, if people want to where, where they might have last year maybe bought a t-shirt or bought a raffle ticket they would now, um, you know, chip in on the PayPal link. Yeah, yeah, a, gr a great cause worth uh, supporting. And just, uh, Ray, coming back to Debarzi, are you hoping to uh, open the doors of the venue and the pub again shortly? Or is it, is it kind of a, a wait and see what the, um, what the government announces in the next couple of days? Um, it definitely looks like we're looking, we're, we're, we're waiting with bated breath for another couple of days but we really want to open and we want to be given the opportunity to open. That's, I suppose that's where we are with that. It's kind of, it's out of our hands now at the moment. So um, we'll wait and see.
Okay. And uh, Kev, finally, have you started talking about uh, 2021? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm having problems with my microphone. Uh, I can't quite uh, hear what you're saying. So, yeah. so that's two wait and sees there for the last Oh, yeah. That's 20, the Guitar Festival of 2021 will happen, but it might be a chip in your brain at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll wait to see. Well, look, guys, I can't imagine the amount of work that you have to uh, get done this week. Like, you know, it's it's fine just people sitting back at their computers, watching all of the entertainment and the music unfurl in front of them on their screens. But uh, it's it's a lot of work behind behind the scenes as well, isn't it? Of, of course, you know, on the real reason that we went online is because we knew you were moving to Dublin. So uh, <laughs> you wouldn't miss it, like. Yeah, ho- hopefully I'll be down. Hopefully I'll be down. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, getting back in the in the doors of the bars. Like it's been too long for everybody else, and it's been far too long for me as well. So um, best of luck with everything this week, guys, and uh, thanks for the chats. Thanks, Lord. Good luck. All right, thanks, Lord.